Hi everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. In part 1 of this series, you learnt the fundamental basics of how to instantly exchange 3D data between the Flame 2020.3 update, Maya 2020 and Mudbox 2020. This was using the new Send2 workflow and the last part of the video went through a basic example between Flame and Maya. In part 2, you'll touch on the same concepts and workflows but this time you'll use the interoperability between Flame and Mudbox. Now Mudbox is a 3D sculpting and 3D painting application compared to Maya which is a general 3D application. So their toolsets are different and because of that their 3D dataset requirements are slightly different. In fact Mudbox is really smart and it will tell you when something is wrong and how to correct that. We'll discuss this in detail as you progress through the workflow. Now irrespective whether you're working on Linux or Mac OS, ensure Flame is running in the foreground and if you haven't already done so, launch Mudbox and have it running in the background. You do not need to be running Maya to use Mudbox and vice versa. So starting in Batch, I have imported a background image and connected it into a fresh Action 3D compositor. Switch to a 2-up view and look at the action schematic in one view and the result view in the other. As mentioned previously, using the action schematic as opposed to the manager will make it easier to understand how the interoperability works from Flame's point of view. So let's import a 3D object into the composite. Either using the node bin or context menu, choose the import option. Next, navigate into the FBX folder. Now I did cover this in part 1 but since you're about to use Mudbox, I think it's imperative to reiterate these points one last time. Flame comes with two sets of pre-installed 3D geometry. You have models with quad polygons and models with triangle polygons. All applications can work with both types but it's generally preferred to use quad polygons in Maya for modelling and triangle polygons for sculpting when in Mudbox. So you're not limited to a particular type of model but bear in mind that the tools and various tessellation settings may work better with one type of polygon compared to the other. The one great point about Mudbox is if it discovers a mesh issue, it will point it out as well as suggest a solution to remedy the issue. This saves tons of time by not having to figure things out by yourself. As a good starting point to get familiar with Mudbox, navigate to the PBS Triangles folder. To illustrate the workflow, choose the sphere with no poles. Now let's light this with an IBL map to make it look better and then I'll explain why you chose this particular 3D model. Select the camera node and add an IBL through the context menu. Go to the IBL controls, choose the read file menu and load the emptylab.exr texture as the lighting for the 3D model. Next, add a new axis node and parent it to the axis of the 3D geometry. This means you can keep all the transformations in Flame using this axis and not send them to Maya or Mudbox. With the axis selected, scale up the geometry to fill most of the frame. 
Now this particular model has no poles at the top or bottom of the geometry. To understand this, rotate the model's x-axis to around 45 degrees to show the top of the sphere. Select the Geom node and toggle Space I and this will display the wireframe mesh. Now you will see that there is no single connecting point where all the lines meet at the top or bottom of the sphere. Normally when it comes to a typical 3D sphere, you get a single vertex with lots of connecting lines which are commonly referred to as the poles of the sphere. You would get the same situation on a 3D model of a cone where the tip is just a single vertex with multiple incoming splines. It's not a big issue, but this doesn't work well with sculpting and Mudbox will point this out. You'll get to try this in the next video. To send this 3D geometry to Mudbox for sculpting or painting, select the Geom node and call up the context menu. Choosing the Send to Mudbox submenu, choose to send selected as new scene. Flame connects with Mudbox and the selected geometry node with its parent axis node are sent across. Switching to Mudbox, you will see your geometry and you now have a variety of tools to perform creative 3D sculpting or 3D painting. As a reminder, you could also use Mudbox to fix the topology of a model if it doesn't look right in Flame. So you could massage polygons as well as add more detail into the model where needed. Now at the bottom right of the screen, you will see that Mudbox is connected to Flame. So when you perform any updates, the selected geometry will refresh within Flame's 3D compositor. Now there are loads of Mudbox tutorials and I encourage you to watch them as this is quite a creative tool. If you're watching the YouTube version of this video, I will provide a list of videos you can watch in the description. Now to get you started, we are going to touch on some of the basics. Firstly, Mudbox is a layer-based application. So you could sculpt and paint in a layered workflow, but it is not mandatory. Secondly, this is a 3D environment. You can navigate around the 3D space. For example, hold ALT to orbit around the 3D model. As a tip, if you click the window menu and choose hotkeys, you can switch the hotkeys to a flame profile to help navigate the application more like flame. I'm sticking with the default Mudbox hotkeys for these videos. Coming back to the rest of the interface, your painting and sculpting tools are at the bottom of the screen in tabbed menus. When you select a tool, its controls appear to the right and you also have the Layers panel, Object List panel and Viewport filters. As a tip, to see the wireframe of your geometry, just toggle the W keyboard shortcut. To begin sculpting, choose the Sculpt tool. The two primary controls for all the tools is Brush Size and Brush Strength. You can adjust them on the right, or you can hold B for Brush Size and click and drag in the viewport. Bring it to a value of 1. To adjust the Brush Strength in the view, hold M and click and drag in the viewport. 
set the strength to a value of 5. If you click and drag on the sphere, it will begin sculpting. Now this is very rough because there are not enough polygons in the model to sculpt. You can undo the sculpting using the edit menu or pressing the usual keyboard shortcut. One other way of adding polygons to the model is to subdivide the entire model by pressing SHIFT D. When you sculpt on the geometry, the detailing looks a lot better. The only concern is that you are adding more polygons than you might actually need. So undo the sculpting as well as the subdivision. To only create polygons where you sculpt, you can scroll the brush menu and find the tessellation options. Enable tessellate and bring the divide threshold to 10. This option can also be adjusted in the viewport by holding N and clicking and dragging. When you sculpt the sphere again, the detailing is much cleaner and more polygons are added where you sculpt. You can keep an eye on the polygon count at the bottom of the screen. Now all the sculpting tools at the bottom of the interface have a variety of uses and I encourage you to play with them. But too worth mentioning is the Refine and Reduce tools. Reduce allows you to remove polygons from the model and Refine allows you to add more polygons to your model without changing the physical shape of the geometry. For example, select Refine and start working on the geometry. You can adjust the Refine brush settings in its menu, but you can see the effect it has on our 3D model. Now lastly, before returning to Flame, let's paint a quick texture on the model. In the Layers panel, change the mode from Sculpt to Paint. Click the new layer icon and give your paint layer a name. To paint on the geometry, switch to the Paint Tools and choose the Paintbrush. You can do what you want, but I'll set my colour to red and I'll make the brush very large. Now I'll just paint the whole geometry red. Next, I'll change the colour to blue and make the brush much smaller. I'll use the second colour to paint over my sculpted area. This is a very rough example to illustrate the point, but you can also sculpt and paint with images for photorealism or more graphical results. So the model has been sculpted as well as painted. Now let's send this back to Flame. Switch to the object list and select the 3D model. Note that the name must match what's in Flame in order to refresh the current geometry in action. Click the File menu and you have the same center options that were in Maya and Flame. Choose to update current scene. Now since you painted the model, Mudbox has generated a new texture map and it requires you to name it so it can be accessible to Flame. 
click OK, and Mudbox will begin processing and send the 3D dataset back to Flame. When you switch back to Flame, the application updates and refreshes the 3D geometry. You will also see a new material node and a diffuse map added to the 3D composite. You can delete the original material node, and now the model will look exactly like it did in Mudbox. Remember that the original transformations were in the topmost axis, and you can still adjust the geometry within the 3D composite. You can carry on developing the composite and finish integrating your 3D object. At any time you wish to go back to Mudbox to make more modifications, you can just switch back to the existing Mudbox scene and carry on sculpting and painting. You would then update the connection to Flame, and the changes would appear in the Action Composite. And like Maya, if you had closed Mudbox or the 3D scene was no longer available, simply select the Geom node in Flame and send it again as a new scene. You can round trip the 3D data as many times as you like, until you have what you need. Now up to this point, moving 3D data between Flame and Mudbox works well, depending on the 3D model and its construction. In the next video, we'll cover what happens and what to do when encountering issues with various 3D geometry using this interoperability workflow. Don't forget to check out the other features, workflows and enhancements to the Flame 2020.3 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Please subscribe to the Flame Learning Channel and click the bell to be notified for future videos. Thanks for watching and hope to see you soon.